0: this beautiful Bible is being fulfilled and all those who understand are going to make sure their wedding garment is ready I'm not getting ready, I am ready I'm going to spend eternity with Jesus I'm looking forward to the day when he calls and says come on up higher and people start rising off the earth and I'll be looking down on Mother Earth to go up to see Father Jesus Hallelujah. Yes. Won't that be a time? Yes. Amen. The Apostle Paul says, to depart is far better. Amen. I went to third heaven, he says, and saw things and heard things too sacred, too wonderful for him to. Sorry? What? Oh, no, there he is. You're ahead of me? 37 book of Genesis. But Paul says, I've seen things and heard things too sacred talked about. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to know what he saw, what he heard. We're going to start tonight about the birth pain of dreams. The birth pain of dreams. How about the birth pain birth of, pain. of, of dreams. dreams? Amen. Some folks are having dreams. Others are having nightmares. But I'm not having nightmares. I'm having dreams. Amen. And Jacob in the land wherein his father was a stranger. In the land of Canaan. Praise God. Amen. Let's say praise, the Lord. praise the Lord. Amen. Go to verse 5. And Joseph dreamed the dream... And he told to his brethren, and they hated him yet more. Now the word "yet more" because verse four said they couldn't speak to him peaceably. He was the last of the born kids, just about the next to the last one, and was Rachel's baby. He loved Rachel. He loved Jacob. he loved uh, Joseph and Benjamin. You may be seated. I'm gonna show you things you may not see when you read the Bible, but as you know. I'm a, I love to draw. Praise God! Get in there. Pages to go through. My, I mean, all these pages gonna oh, be here all night. Will be here all day. My Lord. Is there more fasting? Oh, yes, there's still more. Is there still more? <laughs> more pages? Oh, i going to be here all day. But birth pains of dreams. Now, you know I can dream. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. But if you don't study, don't get there. To be anything that you dreamed of, a dream can be a goal. You don't have to be asleep to have a dream. But Joseph... I suppose he was sleeping. He had two dreams, and the dreams disturbed those that were not dreamers. But Joseph of no in the outset, was a man of integrity, a man who was a dreamer. He was godly as a youth. He had principles that was outstanding. When compared to his brethren, he was honest and faithful. And in his dream, I draw a map of his dream. Now you know they got the scientists today; they can put to sleep and draw your sleep pattern <laughs> and come with a curve. I mean realize that. I've gone through a test one time, and they the machine. They said this machine's supposed to to map out my sleep. Let me put, put plug it there a little automation and play it back draw curves and lines and I supposed to diagnose what kind of sleep I had well I heard the best kind of sleep is the rapid eye movement sleep when your eyes move rapidly, well mine don't move at all it just closed amen now because I am an early riser I'll sleep about any time of the day because I can't sleep long I got many power nap sleeps and some folks can sleep for 8-10 hours straight well that's not me I have to be retrained to do that but Joseph had dreams and what Joseph didn't realize that there were hidden parts to his dream every dream has a beginning when you first dream that dream and there's a realization of that dream and sometimes we have dreams that never materialize as far as we're concerned it never happened and I always put dream on the same level of prophecy if you live long enough, somebody's going to come and try to be a prophet in your life and give you a word from, they said, from the Lord. And you hang on to it and you wait, 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 wait and nothing happens. And I suppose many people die that way waiting and nothing happens. And then you got those that, man, they spake and tomorrow it happens. And others you're waiting and say, Lord, when's it going to happen? Well, Joseph had a dream. Joseph wasn't a preacher. It wasn't a prophet. He didn't know what he was. Just a boy in the family. A young lad. God singled him out and started giving him dreams. Now, God, with four new things, chose him among his brothers. You can see why. His brothers were all bad boys. They were bad boys. They really were. He was different. And the Bible says his father made him coats of many colors and I began to map the journey of this lad. He dreamt that in interpretation that his brethren would be bowing to him one day that means his sovereign king and his mom and dad would be doing it also he had a twofold vision of that happening well his dad says boy get off it you think I'm going to come and bow to you I'm your father boy and <laughs> the mom said get off it, son you're high and mighty get out and go we'll play with the rest of the boys but they pondered in their heart what he had said his brethren heard that and they said man we hate this boy they just didn't like him one bit and they couldn't talk to him peaceably and the dream made it worse now he's so naive every time he dreams he's telling these people his dreams expect them to you know, enjoy the dream with them. But they're not. They're mad. <laughs> they're angry. They are interpreting that it that they got about to him. He said not on your life. They said we are bow to you. And so when I plotted the dream was not realized at the same time it was made. There was a road of adversity you had to go through. And I began to map through the scripture and I noticed here there are Experiences he would have to go through, unseen journey, he had to plow through, and he would have to go through times of excursions he never planned for. I suppose that God told him what these intermediate steps would be like. Perhaps he'll say, God, thanks, but no thanks. I'm not interested in your dream. (laughs) Give it to my brother. (laughs) I don't want it. But God did let him know. And in your Bible, I have some scriptures written down here. And I hope, I hope you can see what I have here. If you can't reposition yourself, so you can read it. And because I believe, if I can't communicate with you verbally, then maybe I can do it graphically. So I, I draw it so you can see. Now, this here is the beginning of a beloved son. Chapter 37, verse 3. It says, And his father loved him, well beloved, gave him a special coat, and that made his brothers hate him more. See that preferential treatment. Now, the dream that he had in verse 6 of the 37th chapter. Genesis, just heightened the hatred they had for him, And then he was a rat. He rattled on them all the time. Where they're doing wrong stuff. Where the father sent them out to do things that go somewhere else and do bad things. And he can not tell on them. And that made it even worse. This guy set himself up for a beat up by his brothers. They're going to whip his eyes. But all they want to do is get them by themselves so they can beat him up. Now, Joseph, between being loved and the dream, he's got to exercise faith because there's some experiences he has to go through. That God's going to take him through it to get his dream come to pass. And the the most sad part of his dream was that God is not talking because in chapter 39 and verse 2 and verse 3 and verse 21 it says God was with them now there are times in your life when you wonder is God for me or is he against me is he with me, is he here is he connecting or is he disconnecting and he's not talking and then you got to either operate by faith or go shipwreck and throw faith overboard the board. it's the old thing but because you don't hear from God doesn't mean God's not in charge you may not hear God's voice but you can't deny Amen. the activity of God in what's going on the presence of God may be more prominent than the voice of God because what's taking place has to be an act of God and not your own doing. So here is is the beloved son. He got dreams. And instead of his life going like this, right in the perfect will of God in relationship where God is with him, is communicating with God. No, it didn't happen that way. he had to go another route. The red route here. There it is, right here. You go all these, these routes you go through it. Now, every time Joseph moved. Is going down, 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 down. There are different depths of decline that he goes through. You think of God is for you, everything going to be fine and just hundred percent the way you thought it ought to be. That's not the way God operates, and you're going to find out. So here's Joseph in the thirty-seven chapter and verse four and five. When he told his dream, they hated him yet the more. And this is, I dreamt again and told his brethren. And they hated him more. So, you see, he's going down in their book. They don't think they of him. They're hating him more. A storm starts in his life. And then the father sent him to look for his brother one day and said, Behold the dreamer! Let's see what will become of his dream when we kill him. (laughs) He doesn't know they're saying that about him. He's looking out for them. Telling their dad to come home. And they're planning to kill him. He's not going back home. Kiss daddy goodbye. He ain't going back home because these boys are going to make sure you don't go home. They're going to murder their brother. And we read that in chapter 37 and verse 10, 18 to 24, that they decided to destroy him. We're going to persecute him. Even though he's crying, so let me go. Let me go to my daddy. They, they turned their back on him, and they said, look, we're going to make sure his dream doesn't come to pass and Judah doesn't want him to be killed and they said let's put him in a pit instead of killing him so the next thing he ended up in he's in a pit in verse 24 they threw him in a pit this guy is crying let me go home, please he doesn't know they hate him he doesn't know why they hate him so now not only do they hate him but they're persecuting him and he's going now in a pit now he could drown down there. They assume that the weather's dry, but they threw him down in that pit. Those are his brothers, and they sold him to guess to who? His cousins, Ishmaelites. Ishmael's have what? Er- erring earring in their ear, and they sold him to Ishmael, and they bought him. They priced him as he was a slave. That's men stealing, what so they're kidnapping the poor guy. And so here he now. He's being sold for how much? well verse 20 it says they sold him to the Israelites as slaves if you read his life he got sold twice because once they got to Egypt they sold him again <laughs> put him on the market and sold him again to an Egyptian official called Potiphar now it would seem for a little while that there's a little reprieve in his life he's in Potiphar's house Title 39, verse 1 to 6. And here's what's happening now. He's in there, and the guy realized that this guy is not a bad guy after all. He's a good purchase. So he put him in charge of his house. Now that was an act of God. God gave him favor with this man. And the man made him an overseer. Good. People looking up. Treat him like a son. Next thing you know, the man's wife started to give him a hard time and begin to tempt him and harass him and forcing him in chapter 39 verse 46, 18 and she's pleading with him day after day wearing him down lay with me, sleep with me because she likes him, he's handsome, he's good looking and he's big and probably very attractive and so the devil is behind all this and God is watching all of this happening <laughs> while well, go going through all this and not saying a word. It's amazing. God wants you to go through all the things you're doing. And I say one word to you. He wants Joseph to live out what's in his heart. He could tell Joseph up here, Joseph, this is going to happen to you. And perhaps he wouldn't believe it. And perhaps he said, you know, my brother's not like that. And I won't go through that. And I will never do that. So I forget to tell Jesus, I'll never do that. Never. Anyway. Get the wrong guy. Huh? But you don't know what you'll do until you're tempted, until you're persecuted. You know the strong coming in your life. What are you going to do under pressure? When you're under pressure, what are you going to do? Are you going to do some crazy stuff? Make bad decisions? Or make good decisions? So, she, she pressed him. She, she, she went after him. In the 39th chapter, verse 7 to 13, she begged him, and he wouldn't do it. So finally, she grabbed him by himself and began to, uh, you know, force the ball on him. And he backed off his shirt and ran. Well, she felt insulted that he would dare turn her down. Maybe the other guys didn't, but he did. And she started screaming. No, he's the one who was screaming. He's running for his life. He said, I can't do this. My master, trust me. My master is a good man. You got a good man, good husband. Why doing this to me? Leave me alone! And she forced him, and so he ran, lost his shirt, and she used that shirt as an evidence against him. So you brought this Hebrew here to torment me, and she's lying to turn the whole thing around on him. When she's the problem, not him. Now, so the wife she lied to her husband about this boy. 3rd chapter of Genesis. She lied. So all through Joseph's life, there's problems. It's struck with a dream, heightened with a father love, and the more we tell it, they hated him, now they put him in the pit, they persecuted him, ignored his cry. then they finally sold him. And lied to Dad about what happened to him. They said, He's dead. Forget him. He's not coming back home. He's finished. He to his clothes. And he's always losing his clothes, isn't he? He lost his garment. Amen. And they took him home and showed his dad. said, Look, he's dead. This coat said he's dead. You'll never see Joseph again. And now, part of her wife got this garment said, Look, see? Look what he did. Again, it's closed against him again. This poor guy's listening all the way through because all these terrible things. And God's not saying one word. And God knows he's innocent. You think God's going to defend them? Hey, here's a guy here of integrity, honest, right? Righteous, man of faith. And God's not doing a thing about it. Well, he's sold into slavery. And now they put him in prison. He's in prison nine chapter Genesis verse twenty twenty three. he's in prison but in prison they realize this guy no matter what he goes through he never walked around with a grudge on his shoulder that's amazing his past does not prevent his future he doesn't walk around with past hurt that it would prevent him from being operative. He's just the kind of guy that is a performer. And in prison, he's doing the best he can, cheering up people when he himself have no reason to be cheerful. Come on, guy, why are you so unhappy? Come on, come on, hey, aren't you dealing with me too? What's wrong with you? And the master realized. The cell being cleaned up because it's it's the first time there's uh, been cleaned up. Who did that? Joseph did it. Hannah said boy, we'll make you the leader of it. So he became in charge of the cell because of his industrial ness. So in verse 22, 23, 39 chapter of Genesis, he became so he went from one crisis to a situation and everywhere he goes, somebody recognizes this guy's got talent. This guy is 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 leadership quality. He just have some bad luck, <laughs> always being messed around by other people who is lesser than he is. All right. So here he's in prison. So he's gone through storm in his life, he's been persecuted, he's been tempted often, now he's in Tribulation because he's in prison. He's in big trouble in prison. He could lose his life. He caught the next day because that guy, Potiphar, is a powerful man. Now, it don't like that Potiphar didn't believe the story. But to justify his wife, he go along with it and put him in jail. So there's double jeopardy, injustice. And here is Joseph in prison doing the best he can and trying to cheer up people. Hello? and now everybody like him started having a dream he didn't stop dreaming he's still dreaming again and guess what those two guys they got contagious by it and start dreaming also <laughs> a buckler and the what one and the kings the baker. the baker right look at this here folks and they start dreaming and they one looked sad and one looked pretty happy he said, what, What's wrong with you guys? Why are you happy? Now, in prison, you don't want to be happy in prison. Come on now. I'll are a Paul and Sauce and I sing songs. song, pray we shouldn't be. But here's Joseph from the cheer said, Come on, tell me your dream and I'll tell you what it means. So one guy told him, and when he was through, he said, Man, you're about to be promoted back to your job. The other guy heard the story and he felt, the baker heard the story and felt good. I got a dream, also. (laughs) Hello? Amen. You know, once you're talented, you can't get rid of it. I don't care where you are, you're going to shine. You're going to shine when you're among the rubbish or shine when you're in the sky. You just can't hide what you are. And the Bible says, even the top of their stories, and when they told the other guy, said, Oh, no. Sorry for you, friend. You're going to lose your head. That's not nice. Tell somebody, you're going to lose your head. And the one who's going to survive, he said, Look, may, may, may get out of here. Please remember me. Chapter 40, verse 40 to 15, and verse 23. Remember me when you get back to your place of prominence. Tell the king, Have mercy on me, I'm innocent. Guess what? The guy is so happy he's out, he forgot. Now you can't believe the guy. He forgot that he had a link there in prison, right? So he forgot and he left him and didn't worry about him. Years roll on, time went on, and one guy got hung and one guy got re-promoted. But Joseph is in prison, but the master of the Lord is with him. Now I don't think Joseph wants God to be with him in prison. He wants God to take him out of prison. Sometimes God does not want to take you out of the experience. He won't take you through the experience. And that's where the faith has coming to play. Now, it would have been easy if God took him from the moment he dropped the dream and catapulted kind of him right into where he should be. It didn't happen that way. The torturous road of my dreams. I have to deal with storms, persecution, and all of these are designed by the enemy. Disturb the fulfillment of a dream. And so here is now the trial that he went through of being forgotten. Who wants to be forgotten? If there ever a God need to carry a grudge, this guy needs to. When he looked back at all the people that hurt him and all the people that did wrong to him, he's got a lot of reasons a grudge. Is that right? And hate. And anger. Because I am innocent of all that I've been accused of and I've been through. I'm not guilty of any of them. But nobody believed him because every time he was in a crisis, he went down. Down. He was losing his shirt. He's losing his freedom. He's losing his name, his reputation. All he had left was his character. Which only God alone knows. And God is not talking for him. He's just quiet. While going through all these situations. And so now the trial of being forgotten by his friends, I mean, at least he helped him and, and he got promoted. True, you remember me, right? No, he got back to the sentence and forgot that it was down there. He forgot him well God stepped in the picture and God gave the king a dream the whole chapter is about dreamers he had a dream and guess what he can't understand it and God made sure nobody on that premise could interpret it (laughs) can't conceal it He gave the dream and he hid the meaning of it. But he provoked the king. When your dream provokes you, think about it. So he can't figure out what the dream means. He wants to tell what the dream really what does the dream really mean? Now some dreams come because you just you just worry too much. Some dreams come because you just ate too much. And some dream come to think of a mental problem. And some dream come to think a prophetic. And you have to figure out which one it is. Which one is it? Now Joseph don't know what it means for him. And the king don't know what the dream meant for him. Like Nebuchadnezzar had his dream and it was even worse. He couldn't even remember what he dreamt. But he knew he dreamt something. And wants these guys to tell him what he dreamt do tell what it meant. That was a catch. And he couldn't do it. And they couldn't do it. But there was a Daniel who God said, I'm the one behind this dream. I'm going to show what it really means. Now. <clears throat> and so uh, here this guy said, Oh King, I remember my fault before thee, O oh, king. Now that's a sad thing to him. king that you remember that you one time upset. Him. Don't want to tell the king that, because the king don't want to be reminded. He might have just change his mind and cut his head off. He said, "Oh, King, I remember my fault. I had, you know, some folks forget they got faults." <laughs> but the, this guy remember his fault in the presence of the king. Oh, King, I remember my fault. And when I was in prison, I met a guy down there. He's like, "Oh, there's a there's a guy down there. You know his name. That guy. You forgot his name." It's Joseph. He can interpret dreams. He talked to us before. That guy had to be cut off. He told me he was gonna do it, and he did it. And the guy that he got elevated with me. He told me he was gonna do it, and he did it. So I think he can help you in your dream. Where'd you get him? Get him, boy. he's Joseph. The king want to see him. He didn't tell him why. You can't go before the king looking messy. What joy doesn't know. It took all this to get him to his dream. There is no way he could leave his father's house and go right to Pharaoh Pharaoh, I'm here to be second in command. That'd be treason. you would be a dead man on the spot, could even pass the guard we wouldn't even get a conference Pharaoh. but God knows how to put us in a position where we get access where you normally wouldn't get one and it may not feel comfortable at the time but once it's all over Paul says it outweighs the problem, the benefit hallelujah now when he went before the king, the king said, I heard that you can. He said, oh king, not me. There's a God in heaven that knows all secrets. And he'll go and to you the humility. Not me, I can't reveal. It. There's a God in heaven. He says, don't be upset. Not me. There'll be a God in heaven. Now, Pharisees believe in God, don't they? He says, oh, oh king, here's what you dreamt. He told him what he dreamt. As so he did it twice. That means confirmed. If you only dream that one time, doesn't mean it's confirmed. You need to get dream two, three times before you can hang on and say, well, I know for sure it's going to happen and just like I dreamt it. I dreamt it three times. One time's not good enough. Got two or three times. But well, drinking is a reality. If it's exactly the same time, three times, then my God is trying to talk to you somewhere. Now, he said, okay. It's repeated twice because it's going to happen. So here's what you do and God gave him the formula I won't go into right now God gave him the formula that one needs to do to find you a man that's very smart and is what you do thus, thus, thus now you see Pharaoh is so unlike many Christians today the words that Joseph is preaching to him is going to profit him because Pharaoh will have to have faith in this guy who is a prisoner right? And believe that what this guy is telling him is beyond the comprehension of his own astrologers. You don't know it, but Pharaoh had faith to believe this land over his soothsayers. He said, Find a man that can do this job, because you're going to have a famine after the seven years of plenty, Pharaoh. And Pharaoh says, What? Whew. Can anybody tell me where in my kingdom can you find anybody that's smart? as this guy. Now, what are smart men doing in prison? Huh? Now, why is a guy so clever yet so hated by his brother? And Pharaoh said, if you can find a buddy, I want to see him. But as far as I know, I think Joseph in Far two, in verse six and seven, is the guy I think should have that job. He has the interpretation, and he should have the benefit of planning this whole thing. Plan it, organize it, and set it up. And by the way, because of what you just did, you can go back to prison. <laughs> You're going to sit enough, throw them beside and right, right here. Oh my God. What? Hello? It didn't happen before the time. In the fullness of time, God opened doors that were closed. And closed doors that were open against them. Hello. I'm waiting on a ship, friend. The torturous path of his dream. The storm, the persecution, the temptation, the hatred, the pits, the lies that were tolled against him, the tribulation he endured, amen, the imprisonment, injustice, being forgotten by his friends and the trials. And again, now being tested to see if he's self promoting and he wouldn't do it. So now, boy, you're going to sit beside me in my throne and you're going to be number two now I'm sure before Joseph got his job there were other number two before he was but all of a sudden he's catapult from the prison to the palace hello hello from being perishing to being praised hello he came up out and says, you're not going back to that cell get rid of it I'm going to put you in the palace friend you're going to sit on the throne Joseph never had to visit that cell one more time. Now folks, here it is. Faith and hope came together. And now the fulfillment come. It's time for God to promote him. Hello? The path was torturous. Hello? Painful Suffering crises, he never invited. Bad things were happening to a good man, and God is not speaking. Even at that time, he gave God the praise, and at no time did God say to Joseph, "I am with you, Joseph, right beside you." Never talk to him, not even. One of God's with us tonight. He's not talking. But he's just a silent companion. Talk about silent partners on business. You got businesses. You got a silent partner. Although she's the one up front with a, a partner who's always in the background. Amen. Putting the cash in. Now, folks, look at this here. There's more to this here. There's I see a similarity in the life of Job and the life of Joseph. I've heard the statement before and I learned to prove that it's true in the Bible. And you will by personal experience. God never used people they never first allowed to be bruised. If God cannot bruise us, He cannot use us. It's in the bruising people lose up. Look how many opportunities he had to destroy his dream. The storm that came in his life. The hatred he endured. The persecution that came. The pits they threw him in. The temptation that he never asked for that came into his life. A lie that were told against him. The injustice that brought him into trouble. He was imprisoned. Huh? And the trials of being forgotten by those he helped. And now an opportunity comes. And he could have been selfish about it. But no, he says it's God that will do this. It's amazing. This guy had a ruined reputation, but intact character. if I knew all this before a lot of things I responded negatively I would never have done it because this is a cloud of witnesses written for my learning and admonition that if you're going to have a fulfillment of your dream along the road, a continuum you're going to be bruised you are going to experience time of being hated by your brothers their storm will come The pits will come. Persecution. You'll be robbed from a fellowship that you love. Amen. You'll be sold out. Betrayed. Amen. And imprisoned for no reason at all. Forgotten. And in part of all that, you can still hang on to your, like Job says, integrity. Job could not hold on to his riches. And even his wife could hang on to it or his kids, or anything that was materialistic, socially meaningful to us. He could hold on to it. The only thing he could hold to and go to bed with, wherever he was, was his character, his principle. Job and Joseph are there for our learning. Job had prosperity in his life. And he said in chapter 3 and verse 25, he feared adversity in the one he come. If you're going to be a disciple of Christ, the word disciple of Christ means you have been disciplined. Discipline means that time you're not going to be spanked by problems, by trials and tribulations, setbacks and reversals, injustice, hatred, lied upon, persecuted, troubled if you're ever going to live for God and yet God is still with you what keep a man going to church when nobody else is there Jesus where two or three are there I'm there if there's not two you only make two there's two right there <laughs> Amen. Now, folks, Job had in chapter one and two. I'm trying to language a little bit here. Had fiery trials that tested his faith. Amen. In verse nine to ten To the two Job, he had great tribulation. He had persecution by his friends. Is that right? And not one time that God spoke to Job. Not even one time. There's a lot of consistency here. Because you're having setbacks and negative excursions does not mean you're not in the will of God. In fact, Jesus said one time they're going to say it to me, physician, heal yourself. Because things aren't going well the way you think it should be doesn't mean God's not in the picture you see the book of Esther you don't hear God mention one time but can't deny the power of God in operation hello I don't know if you're supposed to catch them with, but i are talking to you right now God told me people are not profiting from preaching trials, great tribulation, job two nine to ten, his friends, who are his buddies, should think good of him. They thought the worst of Job, and looked at them as if he was a sinner, a wretch, and they said he was by implication or by suggestion, if I tried to convince him he needed to repent, God says job had nothing to repent of. <laughs> And they were through with Job, and his wife told him to curse God and die. And all that. God was silent. But really, Job prosperity came sudden. God responded suddenly. When God spoke to Job, at least he spoke to Job, he spoke to Joseph, not even once. Before the second chapter in verse 12 17, double, double for his trouble. In other words, the recompense will outweigh the suffering. Or you can sell it cheap. Esau couldn't put up a little bit of pain so he sold his birthright for soup. <laughs> Hello? I'm telling you, friend, I heard on the news today I heard all the Bible pro- fulfillment prophecies you know, in the news. Are news all the we can't deny they're there. So when you see these things and hear these things You know how close you are I can't deny that I'm tightening up my belt For a lift off Amen Praise God The rest don't mean nothing to me Because I know something's happening Now back to Job's situation And Joseph Whatever happened in the life of Israel Natural Will happen to Christians life There were times when the Palestine towns were full of Israelites, and the towns were empty. Is that right? That's right. When they go in there and defile it, God kicked them all out. <laughs> everything grew up, but the people of God. The time bring them back. Now Israel went through birth pain of promises on their journey from Egypt. They always dreamed of freedom. And they, you of know, a promised land for, through Abraham. Look at this, folks. Look at this. Look at the, look at the, the chart. It's the same as the one with Joseph. Very similar. Can okay, you see that? Look at this. They were tempted, their tribulation, their trial, they were tested, and they were elevated. On their way from Egypt, If you study Gideon, it's the same thing. They came out of Egypt in Exodus 15, 23 25. Mara came up to them. They were bitter. The bitter experience of the journey. You know, and that says, root of bitterness can spoil you, right? The water spoiled well, a whole bunch of them. They got mad. They said, We want to go back to Egypt. When things get rough and you don't have faith you tend to go back to where you came from unless you are firmly committed to go forward. How firmly are committed are you to go forward? No matter how bad things get. But some did go back and they rebelled, they did because of temptation and God allowed them to go through that. God said, I still to get to suffer hunger to see what they would do. You know what they did? Pray? No way! They cursed. <laughs> we want bread. We hate this bread. We want meat. In case of Barnean, Numbers 14, verse four to, 4 to 5, now they're being troubled by some guys who came and brought slander against the work of God and I told them, you can't do what God asks you to do it's impossible you are like grasshoppers and they're giants that's not what they believe they believe giants can fall they <laughs> said those giants don't have a we got. hello and at Kispernia trouble started what happened the journey was too much for them is that right they got bitter they got bitter and they, they, they rebelled, and what would take 3 days journey, it took 40 years. Korah rose up <clears throat> and tempted them and brought them to a situation where they just didn't believe Moses anymore. He wanted to take them back to where? Egypt! Korah wanted to take them back to Egypt. Moses said, no, there is a promised land. There's fruit and uh, milk and honey. I know the journey's rough. I know there's trials. I know there's temptation. I know there's persecution. I know you suffer uh, once for a little while. But hey, we didn't come this far to be let down right here. We're going all the way. We're, we're committed. And so men died here. They died on the way because they just lost faith in the trials. And they're tested 40 years of wandering they were tested and all the two survived all the two survived it's not that the journey was too much they just were not prepared to put up with a the fuss they thought it wasn't worth it they said we would to God we die in the wilderness so they died in the wilderness God gave them their death wish they, won't die in the wilderness. they said Would to God we go to the promised land What would have happened Caleb and said we want to go, and they went. So, in the promised land, he was four, one to six. Just, the word preached by Moses didn't profit them, and they enter into those problems. Now, Israel, like Joseph, had dreams. One of the promised land, one of the people bound to him. Same pattern. Peter says, "Think it not strange concerning these fiery." trials for they are common in the Old Testament and the New Testament you're not a new candidate facing new things same devil same God recycle problems but you can't do it if you're committed if the joy set before you is greater than the intermediaries They press pressed their way through. Paul says, you did run well, who hindered you? There's always something to hinder you from going. Hello. Thank God, Joshua made it so we know we can make it. Now, the church will experience a similar situation. We dream of a rapture, don't we? Huh? Does a rapture take place? Jesus says, wherever they may be also. That has to be a constant reminder in our mind that we want to be where Jesus is. Now, here's our, our, our dream here's our hope to be there I, I don't know when it's going to come let's put that number on there I think to me things should erupt by then the way things are going but God may have different plans who knows the important thing is are you ready to go now along the journey in the continuum from 33 AD to today the apostles and the brethren of the past experienced what after conversion persecution is that right? Relax. Trials, temptations, tribulations, apostasy, falling away, and rapture are going to take place eventually. Some must enter in. Joseph could have lost his dream along the road. Everyone of those could have disqualified him. And God wouldn't go any further with them. In fact, you would have read about him at all. But he went through he endured now can I move on now folks divine purpose I want to look at this really good you know you can be the word spoiled mean two things one you decayed or I came and I robbed everything you had You know, they strip the dead. In war, they strip the dead. Don't they? Of their jewelries and their riches. For me to spoil you, it means I came into your home and take away your valuables. Faith important to you. I stole it. Look at this now. I want you to look at Joseph. Joseph and Job had a lot in common. And here is the message I want to show you. I have to learn this. I think you have to learn this too. Because you will never jump great with God. Nor will I. if it will happen to you today, it will happen to you later on. But I promise you, along the road, you will meet all those milestones. Amen. You will meet them the divine purpose in the life of Joseph, now those don't, don't know that God is using Joseph to be a type of Jesus Christ he's a typology of Jesus Christ where his brethren would hate him for his vision of the kingdom the Jews hated Jesus they sold him, they nailed him they lied on him, they did all those things to him but did Joseph mess up the dream? no because Joseph when he survived and told the king by well, the end time man, seven years of plenty, seven years of famine seven years of tribulation seven years of prosperity, seven years of, of tribulation, then the end comes right? Notice Joseph got married before his brethren realized who he was when they saw Joseph whom they wrote off as being what? Dead and they show his clothing dipped in what? blood they said there's no way he survived this being attacked by the wild beast (laughs) Gentile beast and the father seen the death of his son and wept and cried and said my son is dead now is playing a type of Jesus Christ but is he dead no his brethren believe a lie also (coughs) He's marrying a Gentile bride. A what? A Gentile bride. bride. So when they come and find out that Joseph is alive, they're going to find him with a bride. And they won't know him. Because in their mind he is dead. They wrote him off but he came up out of the pit which is the time of his resurrection so Joseph is a part of a plan that God is working through his life that he knows nothing about it's like Job, Job doesn't know that Satan and God have a conversation about him does he know that? no, God didn't tell him that God didn't explain the purpose of his suffering but God was telling the devil you can't convince Job to turn back you can't give Job enough problems to put him back in the life he came out of. You can't you can't push him enough. You can't you can't hurt him enough. You can't do all those things to him. He just won't go back on me. God said, there's a man that I got and you can't touch him. Give him trial, temptation, tribulation. He will not fail me." They would say, "Oh yes, you, you allow me to do this to What he'll curse to your faith. God said, "No, he won't." And for that long period. Job stood alone and was true to God all the way He got said see I told you he ain't going to quit on me he stayed with me all the way and God just prayed to Job what went on but well, we know look read the story and God knew Job would let him down in spite of all that he went through and so now Job is on the throne he's king everybody's bowing to him in Egypt the whole world come to Egypt for food. Eating out of his hand. <laughs> Pharaoh's under the picture. He, he speaks of Pharaoh. When he speaks, Pharaoh speaks. Chariots. Men. Oh, now, Jesus coming. Now. Oh! That's the dream he had. <laughs> Hallelujah. And guess what? His brethren who didn't like him and want him dead. They're starving. They got famine. The whole world got 70 years of famine. They're going to die. And the only guy who could save them, they killed them They thought. But God, you know, maybe God stopped there from overthrowing you. But God, but God stepped in the picture keep you in your right mind so you don't make mistakes and, and live the life of regret. But God, God, intervene on your behalf. You don't even know it. He told a guy called, a, baby, like a king who's going to lay with the wife of uh, Abraham. God said, "You touch that girl, and I kill you on the spot." He said, "What? That's his sister." He says, "No, that's his wife." He says, "That's not what he told me." God says, "I know what he told you. Lied to you, but I'm telling you now: if you do, you're dead." says, okay, good. It's my integrity what I dead. He says, "I know you got integrity. Turn back, or you goes dead, and your servants will be dead too." Now you see. God operates so differently from us. Of course, the biblical was more righteous than Abraham, but that make justify his act what he was about to do. God kept him from it. God hold him back. Now, why didn't hold about David? I don't know why he didn't hold about David, but he sure will whip his eyes afterwards. But look at the story here now. He's king. He got a son called Manasseh. He said, "I'm going to call him Manasseh because."
1: God allows
0: me to forget what they did to me. You see, God watched Joseph go through all the situation. He had no grudge for all the people who transgressed him. Before Pharaoh, he said, well, Pharaoh, I want to talk to you about what happened to me unjustly. Never mind your dream. <laughs> How many people would love an artist to Pharaoh and couldn't get it? About their cause. He wouldn't even discuss his cause to Pharaoh after he discovered the dream. He was going back to where? To prison. He accepted his faith. He said, you? where are you going? You're going to be king around here, boy. What? Me? Yes, yeah, you. God have a way of seeing in you what possibilities are even though you may not see it. Thou mighty man of me, not me, I'm a coward. And God said, oh yes, you are. If I can mold you, I could. And so it's a divine purpose in the life of Joseph. Joseph, I want to know you're going to do, Joseph. I'm going to give you an opportunity to be king. Joseph, when you become king, are you going to use that power constructively or destructively? 'Cause now you're gonna be an authority. And you go, it's fall and roll. You go, servants jumped in. And guess what? Those brothers who sold you, lied on you. You're about to meet them again. And your daddy who misjudged you, you're about to see him again. John. what are you gonna do with those guys when you see them? Joseph had to deal with his hurt feelings. Now on the throne, he's promoted. He cannot get even with his brothers, his family, his friends, the masters who hurt him, part of his wife who messed him up, Pharaoh who believed it, and God who was not talk to so. him. And now God said, Joseph, will you forgive your brothers and forget? Them hurting you, envying you, and sold you with lies? Or will you use your authority and destroy them? Joseph, you're on the throne now. Your family, you, know, you don't like your mom and dad that rebuked you and, <laughs> and neglected you to your brothers to do what they did to you. Now you're in power now. What you do about them? Joseph, you've got authority. You can starve them to death and so they won't bow will they bow Joseph will you force him on that to bow to you I want to know what you can do Joseph Joseph your friends that forgot you in prison here's a chance to take revenge you're now king oh Joseph those masters those Ishmaelites and Potiphar that believe a lie and rob you of justice and imprison you do you forgive or forget? Or are going to take revenge, Joseph? You see, you can have an opp- opportunity to condemn others or, or commend them. You get your chance to dispute the of people or forgive them. You get your chance. Part of what? 1. Uh huh. She's alive still, you know, don't forget. Remember how she seduced you? And you fought her off, and now she turned the stories to light on you? Now you're on the throne, boy! You can get her. Go get her. Or will you forgive her? And forget what she did to you. It's a dangerous thing for God to promote a guy who's hurt. <laughs> He may use the power to take revenge and cut heads off, roll them down the road. Pharaoh! Got his dream. His men can't help him. Here's a chance to get back up the king. King? Suffer! <laughs> Give him a lying story that like, i about to do that in Babylon. <laughs> Let me even lie and be damned. Let them suffer the fabulous. Don't talk. Or do you forget Pharaoh's justice system? Hello? Uh, what about God <laughs> you have a chance to worship a false god you'll be the long than I can speak Egyptian language you can divine which of the divinity do you believe now Joseph had the opportunity to take revenge on those that hurt him emotionally socially, relationally in every way possible in a rubble of his youth and now he's going to be on the throne. God saying, "Can I trust you with that power and that access to your enemy? All the way God can do that is if Joseph have a forgiving spirit and a will to forget those that hurt him and blanket of his mind." And Joseph did prove himself true. Because the first child he had, he said, "I'm going to name him Manasseh." God caused me to forget my toil and my father's house that hurt me. Well, the proof of the forgiveness of Joseph was they all showed up. They're hungry now. They want to eat out of your hand, Joseph. Those guys, you know, that those kind of bleeding hearts. i begging you now, Joseph and they don't even know you're now you're educated you're on the throne look who you are you're next to Pharaoh you're in the palace they're in the pits they're in famine you got lots of plenty you got a storehouse they got nothing Your brothers look remember that guy who was mocking let's see what they call his dream you remember what he said to you Can you remember saying that Was let's kill him He's right? There. look at him real and all the rest of them and God said Joseph what are going to do are you going to protect them and comfort them? Or are you going to destroy them? I they're bowing, I said, when they bowed, Joseph said, I remember my dream. That's my brother. That's the one that says, kill him. That's the one that dropped me in the pit. That's what says, son for 20 pieces of silver. I remember that line. I can hear the voices. But guess what? I have no bilingual I can speak Egyptian, I don't know it. It's me. I've been in the sun so long, at least I don't them anymore. They can't do away. I'm just like a pharaoh. Hey, church, God will always give us a chance to get even. And your family, they're hungry, they're starving. Will you give them the best of the land and gifts? best treatment tell them go join the bread line everybody else and come on, it's your turn church which of Joseph's life was the hardest the the trials or this time I think this time was the hardest for him the masters those guys who did you evil now they're going to come by appointment only you're going to retaliate and set him up for destruction. Part of his wife. Little angel doesn't change. Now you have time to beat the life out of her now. Get her set up and whip her. You have power now, boy. And Pharaoh wanted to undermine him and take away his throne from him. After all, everybody's asking for you, not Pharaoh. Huh? Look, God! Why did got the crest? So look what I did! Look what I did! I had the dream! I had a dream! Look at I accomplished! And you know, that old guy that forgot you—bring him in the office and strip him down on both sides. Is this all right, folks? When we leave here tonight, we're going to leave here converted. I wish I knew this before. There's a bit of my life, I want them dead. Twice dead, plucked up by the root. And then I realize to be like Jesus, I can't do that. I can't do that. Job and Joseph blessings were linked with their ability to forgive those that hurt them. And if you live long enough, people that you think that should be grateful and be respectful to you are going to be the ones that step on you. And yet you have to be gracious. You see forgiveness is a gift. It's not the little righteous and entitled. It's a gift that I give to somebody who may not even be entitled to it. Job had to forgive his wife. Amen. Amen. When she advised him to abandon God, she tried to do that and commit suicide. Job had to forgive his three friends before God would heal God said, go pray for them, not accuse them. Pray for them. God said, go love your wife. Don't accuse her. Get out of her life. Get out of her past. Leave her past alone. She's your wife. Love her and have kids. That's what God says to Job. But that's not what Job's wife said to him. She gave him some bad advice. She wanted to commit suicide. Jump off the bridge. Curse God and die. And if he did, he would have died for sure. (laughs) Because the devil told her to tell him that. Because the devil told told God that's what he would say. You know? And his friends accused him as if he was a criminal. And God said, No, Job, go build an altar for your friends. No. And then, we see the Jesus lessons. Jesus was represented by Joseph. Joseph was a type of Jesus. Hurt by his brethren, sold by his brethren, forgotten by his family, left for dead. But in times of their despair and famine, he fed them. Forgave them. What are these wounds in your hand? He said, "These are the wounds I got in my lot, friends." Hello, the nation of Israel rejected Jesus, the thief on the cross that cursed him, got received back into fellowship. Peter, that betrayed him in relationship, was sought after, given the keys. Now, friend, look at this here. Here's what God taught me. Great, Caleb. Curry. Caleb. I'll pick you because kids don't carry grudge. And kids, kids are forgiving. You can them right now and they forgive you five minutes later. You do to an adult friend and they hate you for life. They'll spit on your grave when you're dead. <laughs> Turn around, boy. I'm going to point on you right now. I'm going to pull on your sin. Lord, I'm not like Caleb, an extortioner, a crook, a heathen. And I fast eight times in seven days. And I give tithe down to my shoelace. But this guy, he's a terrible sinner. See, if you're looking at me, shocked pastor is that you but what Caleb to realize is Caleb I'm pointing out your faults to God and while I'm doing that look only one of my fingers pointed out your fault but I got three pointing back at me say I out seen you by three times I have no right to point out your fault when I got three times the sins you got and the finger pointed up in heaven is said God knows it's true <laughs> so you got no let to stand on thank you so when you start pointing out you see that's why that's why Job couldn't go to his wife after start pointing her faults because he had pride huh he meant curse God but he had the sin of pride he was self-righteous he was acting like he was beyond being a sinner. When he was a sinner himself, well, one sin can King curse an old sinner. Because all sin are the same. There are not two categories for sin. One for your sin of the year, and one for her sin for her of the year. No, 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 it doesn't work that way, friend. All sin shall die. Die means die. This is not Washington. I'm just on little sin. White sin and black sin. No. And native sin and Indian sin, Caribbean sin. No, 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 no. All sinners shall die. Everybody do this. Point somebody. Look at what they point at you. Don't you do that. Cause, <laughs> so do this. Phew. Right, Phew. you got three times more sin than you have. Now, right, Gerard next time point your finger at your wife like that. This three of them belong to you. That means for you to confirm, for us not confirmed. <laughs> Hello, Joseph couldn't point his finger at any of them. It took those excursions to get out of Joseph whatever was in him, so he could be on the throne. That's amazing. I lost you all. You're all sleeping out in the air I was hoping. I said, ouch, it hit me. I'll try again. Draw yourself. My Lord, Zachary, you, you're the only answer I'm down. Paul's Three fingers pointing back at Joseph, one at his brethren, and one more said, God, you know, I'm no different from they are. See this unforgiving spirit was no flaw in Joseph the dreamer, and therefore God could trust him with authority and power, because once he's king, friend, he can take revenge. On all that hurting, him, is that right? Mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. the final reward to Joseph was he was made king in Egypt. He was given to marriage to a, ki- a wife. his birth was passed on to him. he was promoted to double honor and blessing, and God taught him how to forgive and forget and he began to prophesy he said I know I can't go home because I'm forever a king in Egypt but don't leave my bones here his brethren when when Joseph died their conscience was bothering them hello because they did have to bow to him didn't they even guess who bowed to his father and mom had to what? To have to bow. Because it's king. And for the war, he couldn't even eat with them because he was above them. Hello? Hello? And he proved he could imprison them because he put Benjamin in prison for a while. Didn't he? He proved he could do all that. And they said, oh, he's going to kill us. the conscience was bothering them. And church, here's the sad part. They did an evil, and we have no record of any evil happening to them all those years. Not one aspect. And church, that's hard to take. When you know you did what's right. And those who did wrong are living sumptuously. Have I lost you? Is this all right? maybe I should talk about the ten topes and it would be a lot better than about that <laughs> or the ten horns God maybe taught Joseph if you don't forgive I can't forgive you either because Pharaoh had to forgive Joseph to make him king is that right Joseph is a prisoner. And is being paroled by the king. So the king showed him forgiveness and that put him on the throne. But only when he was willing to forgive what was at home. And God will bless Job after he forgave his friends. Remember dreams? If you got dreams, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, the road that it takes may not be the one you planned on. And there's justice right here. Job, they heard him. His friends did. Joseph, his family did, and all those people who bought him hurt him, and God looked at Job and looked at Joseph as they did their little thing. Look Look, folks, look at that. For them, whose past sins God's interest in talking about, not the one important to God is not interested in me telling about Brother Gerard's sin. He wants to know about my sins. I can't pray about my wife's sin to God. I'll pray about my sins. Hello. I was with my fault and I'm dealing with her faults. Amen. Yeah. And so we see three fingers pointing at Job, Job and Joseph one point to God and one point to those that hurt him the moral of the story is the birth pain come with our dream would you stand tonight when Job was a place where he could speak to his friends peaceably God healed him blessed him Amen. enlarged him Huh? And so on and so forth. You know, let's talk about Jabez. I like Jabez's story. Jabez, let's said his birth was what? Dishonorable. But he prayed a prayer. Didn't accuse anybody. Didn't accuse his parents, anybody. He said, Lord, deal with me. That I may not what? Grieve thee. Right? And God gave him his what? His wish. Amen. Joseph! When he was forgiven by the king, it was a signal to him to forgive all those sinning against him. Hello, and God blessed him with the birthright, a double prosperity, a good wife, two sons who lead Israel for years. Huh? And then he saved the world. He became famous. And tonight, we realize that that unforgiving spirit that Joseph could have had, he never had it. It's a long road to my promise. Amen. Does this make sense, Now Church? Sure. Tonight, I don't know where the Bible says that, but I believe I believe there's a place in the Bible where this exists. It's called the sea of what? The sea of forgetfulness. They came to Joseph after the death of Joseph. What did they say to him? They lied again. They said, Daddy said, before he died, do not hold us against us. You know what I said? He did not say that. And, jo- and, and, and he wept one more time. And said, look, you meant evil. But God turned to good. And he comforted them. And said, look, I'll take care of you. I won't hurt you. This is the land of Goshen. The best of the land. You got it. I give it to you. God sent me here to keep you alive. Amen. 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 Without me, the family would have been dead in their sins. And be lost. It was Joseph... Who predicted the birth of who? Moses. Didn't they? And when they crossed listen, folks, and when they crossed the Red Sea and Jordan, whose bone do they have when they're possession? Joseph. You know what I mean? The dead in Christ, who died, shall rise and go with those who are living. The living and the dead, crossing the Red Sea and crossing Jordan. Are you with me? And go into the promised land. We may be modern day Joseph today. Hello. If I have wounded some for souls today.